and welcome back to another episode of Guidepost in Motion, a podcast highlighting risk, compliance, and security professionals with insights meant to keep you, your business, and operations moving forward. My name is Ken Mendelson, and I am a Senior Managing Director at Guidepost Solutions, and I help clients implement and maintain their cybersecurity and privacy programs. Today's podcast is a continuation of a discussion about cybersecurity frameworks and metrics for effective governance and risk management. I would like to welcome back to our podcast, Andy Cottrell, the founder and CEO of Truvantis, a cybersecurity consulting firm that frequently collaborates with guideposts on client projects. Thanks for joining me again today, Andy. It's my pleasure. So, Andy, in our last podcast, we talked about the various frameworks available and how to choose the best one. We also touched upon the advantages of using frameworks and how they can be used to measure progress. And we discussed the resources necessary for an assessment. So, in this field, you hear the terms audit and assessment used interchangeably, but they're really quite different, aren't they? Um, what, what's the difference between the two? So, generally speaking, an audit is performed by an independent third party who has an obligation to get the, to the right answers. They are normally trained and credentialed by an oversight body, um, and the way that they perform the audit is defined in standards. And though you may be paying them, they're basically working for the people that will be reading the report or making business decisions based on the fact that you've achieved a certification. An assessment can be generally much less structured. Though they can be performed for third-party consumption, they're normally performed with the goals of the client in mind and, and to the standards that they determine. Having said that, the terms do get banded around somewhat interchangeably, and some credentialing organizations get very specific about which word they want you to use. So ultimately, I would say don't get hung up on which word is used, but focus more on the independence and the integrity of the organization that's issuing the report. I've heard that you know an audit is against a specific standard, and an assessment is more... Uh, oriented toward an organization's risk. Would you agree with that? Or do you think that's too simplistic? I, I think that's one way of interpreting it. And there are certainly a lot of people who, who use it that fray, that way. Um, but a SOC 2 audit would be performed by a CPA. Um, they would definitely go with audit language. Um, if you're doing PCI, it's called an assessment. It's a PCI third-party on-site assessment. Um, and you won't find the, the word audit anywhere in the language coming out of the PCI Security Standards Council. Um, so as I say, different bodies of people, the, the accountants that drive the SOC 2 um, and other certification bodies, they, they just have their own way of choosing the words. So I think what you say is is, Com a common understanding, but you shouldn't rely on it. You need to look beyond that. And as I say, look for independence and the integrity of the organization um, rather than assume that people are using the words assessment and audit the same way that you would. I see. I see. So wh what are the different scenarios in which you would conduct an assessment versus an audit? <laughs> So some of the merit badges, the, the certifications and reports that you're going to get will require a third party independent 
audit. These would include PCI for credit card handling, SOC 2 for service providers, ISO 27001 certification, high trust assessments for healthcare, and so on. For these, the certification that you desire has the, the standing and credibility in the industry. So they need to make sure that the auditee cannot fudge the results in their favor. But for internal oversight and risk management, you can go either way. A more informal assessment is a great way to define and measure a maturity development program to see if you're moving forward and getting better. And they can be used as a tool for reporting status and progress upstairs. Um, but there are scenarios where that's not good enough. Um, when the team with oversight responsibility has, say, a fiduciary responsibility of some form, or if the accountable leadership feels remote and disconnected from the environment being assessed, then they may well decide that they have a duty to bring in the independence of an outside auditor to report on the, the status of the cyber risk management program. Uh, we work with companies of all sizes, from startups to global entities, and we've come across security structures in these companies that vary greatly from a single IT person wearing multiple hats to numerous cybersecurity experts reporting into a chief information security officer. So depending on this company's size and the industry and other variables, one can see why the right security structure is important. Andy, I'd be interested in hearing your insight in, on that and, and where you think the information security function should report into. That is a great question. Uh, and we see many different models being used for how to structure this. So I think it's important to be mindful of some of the conflicts that the oversight of information security and privacy can create. Cybersecurity and privacy are about managing risks, and those risks are generally in some kind of business function, such as IT, R&D, operations, and so forth. Those functions are motivated, inspired, and sometimes even incented according to how much function or performance they can get out of the door. More products, more features, more services, more releases. Whereas cybersecurity and privacy oversight is more about managing risk not necessarily trying to eliminate it, you can't eliminate risk, but to manage it through controls and standards, policies, testing, audits. And this can create a conflict between the desire for aggressive business execution versus risk management. So where do you want to have that point in your organization that resolves that conflict? Do you want to have your CIO, your chief information officer, or the VP of R&D having to balance those competing pressures and make a decision? Or do you want to roll that risk up to the leadership team to have high-level decisions about acceptable risk made at that level? I'm a great fan of having information security and privacy reporting up to the office of the general counsel. The role of the GC is in many ways to assess and report on risk to the leadership so that they can make informed choices and security and privacy just fit right in with that. It also makes it easier for us to do our job cleanly as InfoSec professionals and translate the description of issues and the reporting of status and progress from technical language into business and risk language which is what leadership teams should be hearing from us. I could not agree more. Um, I have found that in the business context, 
Uh, business leaders don't like to be told no uh, by anyone, but tend to listen uh, when it's the general counsel's office that is saying that. At the same time, most thoughtful cybersecurity leaders look at their jobs as business enablers rather than uh, the people saying no. However, uh, there's often a balance of interests that has to take place. And the general counsel's office, in my experience, has been a great place to have that balance uh, evaluated and, uh, and, and pushed out to, to an audience uh, within the company. So, Andy, I completely agree with you that the cybersecurity function should report up through the legal department. Um, my question for you is, you know, in many respects, the legal department is perceived by business leaders as the, uh, the place within management that says no and, uh, and, and stops business rather than enables it. Um, it. Would the cybersecurity function benefit from being uh, perceived that way? Or how, how would the cybersecurity function be viewed differently if it's coming through the legal department? I think it's it's useful to do that because you get to translate things into into risk and business language. And all too often information security is perceived as a place within that domain that says no to things. Um, you can't do that. It doesn't comply with the controls. You can't do that. It won't be secure. Um, and they themselves are just blocking business opportunities. And really, I think it's our responsibility to not say no so much but say if you really want to do that here are the risks and here are the consequences here are your options here are ways of reducing risk in the thing that you want to do and here are the costs associated with that and then rolling that upwards to leadership for a decision as to whether that's going to be um, the right choice or whether they should avoid the risk um, by not doing it. And that kind of conversation and language fits very well within the GC office. It's the language they're used to taking um, and they are used to understanding the issues, articulating the risks, and then taking that conversation to leadership for a business decision. Because at the end of the day, you can do whatever you like. There's no red lines in cybersecurity. Everything is a business decision. Do you want to spend the money or create a burden that might reduce opportunity um, by doing something which is involves less risk? Or do you want to take more risk and have more business freedom? That's a business decision. It's not an information security decision. Oh, and I, I couldn't agree more with that. And, uh, you know, at the, at the end of the day, really good cybersecurity professionals are able to uh, persuasively uh, explain to business leaders that cybersecurity is really a business enabler um, by managing the risks and uh, allowing the company to function in cyberspace in a more secure way. So, Andy, uh, again, thank you for joining our podcast today and for sharing your knowledge. And thanks to our listening audience for tuning in. For more information on enhancing your company's cybersecurity posture, please visit our website at guidepostsolutions.com. <laughs>